everyone and welcome to Emerging Trends in Higher Ed. My name is Samantha Wilcox and I am your moderator for today's discussion. Our guests today include Dr. John Lanier, Provost and Chief Academic Officer at North Central University, and Lisa Hutton, Dean of the JFK School of Law. John, Lisa, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Sam. Yes, thank you. Today we'll be discussing the JFK School of Law at North Central University. Let's jump in. Now we'll start off with a fairly general question. Um, if I graduate from a Cal Bar accredited school, can I take the bar in any state or just in California? Great question. The, uh, the John F. Kennedy School of Law at North Central uh, is accredited by the Committee of Bar Examiners for the State Bar of California. And what that means is that a graduate from the law school may sit for the California Bar Examination. Uh, if a graduate wishes to take a bar exam in another state um, other than California, then we urge those, those students to uh, check that state's rules with respect to, to whom can sit for that bar. All jurisdictions have different rules governing who can sit for their own examination. So in short, a graduate from the School of Law at NCU may sit for the California bar examination. Excellent, thank you. Um, another question for you, Lisa. Um, what does this program do to prepare students to pass the bar exam? So one of the primary focuses um, of the law school is to prepare students to successfully complete the California bar. Uh, all of the bar tested subjects are required in our curriculum. Um, and, and all of the courses include several instructional activities that prepare students to do, to do so, right, to pass the bar. We require a lot of hypotheticals uh, wherein students are asked to apply the law to a set of facts um, to determine possible legal outcomes, along with substantive and individualized feedback from faculty on the student's knowledge of both the doctrine as well as their ability to apply that doctrine and, and analyze it as, a bar, as the bar exam would, will require you to do. Um, another part of the bar is something called the multi-state examination. And all of our subjects um, embed MBE, multi-state type questions uh, through the semester, all, all semester, in courses uh, that, that are tested on the multi-state portion of the bar. That alone really prepares our students to, to take and successfully pass that portion of the bar exam. Um, students that are in their final year of law school are also required to take five units of extended bar review. And extended bar review is, covers the entire final year. Uh, it is two courses. And those, both those courses review legal doctrine um, in the most commonly bar-tested subjects. Uh, and they give students significant practice at drafting bar-style uh, essays, um, MBE questions, the multi-state, and the performance exam. So you get an entire year of required bar prep before you even start bar prep. Uh, we use Barbary as our bar prep program. Barbary is embedded into the tuition for students. So a student that graduates um, doesn't have to spend you know, up, upwards of $3,500 and take a couple months off of work right, to, to study for the bar. You've already paid for it as part of your tuition. Barbary is paid for. So when 
you um, are complete, when you've graduated and you start your two months of bar prep with Barbary, um, it should be an easier, an easier go for the students. So as uh, along with an entire year of extended bar prep, there's also the bar review program at the end um, that, we, that we hope um, successfully set students up for success. Excellent, thank you. And we've talked a lot about the preparation, um, but what does it look like um, in this online program um, for student to student and student to faculty engagement? So the online JD program consists of both synchronous and asynchronous weeks, right? Semester, there are some weeks where students will be asked to all attend together in a synchronous session uh, for a short period of time, and some weeks will be completely asynchronous. Um, the synchronous sessions are set at key points in the semester um, where students tend to need a little bit more time uh, to work through difficult legal principles with the faculty and with their other students. So we do that. Um, additionally, all faculty will hold office hours. Every week, faculty will hold office hours for all courses for students to drop in, uh, have, get, you know, get clarity on certain things that they need help with or, or just chat uh, with their professors. Um, there's also the NCU Commons, which is a virtual, what I call a virtual student center. Right, so it allows students both from cross schools as well as intra school to to engage in dialogue about what they're learning, you know, what's happening in, in our world um, and other other related um, student to student type interactions can take place in the commons. Uh, there are also a few times within the curriculum where students and faculty and students and students will come face to face in person. Uh, to conduct things like our trial advocacy course, our mock trial course. Um, we also have a travel abroad program, it's not required, but where students can come together to explore um, foundations of law in different countries and then travel to those countries for further explanation, uh, exploration. So, so there's a lot of, of key points within the three or four year JD program where students and faculty connect as well as students and students. So Sam, let me add a couple of things to that that I think really uh, underscore what uh, Dean Hutton has shared about interaction between students to students and then students to faculty. Um, we have as a fully online institution a pedagogy that we embrace here across the university and it's called teaching through engagement. And while um, Lisa talked about the synchronous and asynchronous aspects, it's embedded in all that we do to ensure that our faculty engage uh, deeply in the materials with the students so that their learning can be as authentic as possible throughout their program. And we embrace that from start to finish. So I think students will find that to be really engaging. And then similarly, um, I think Lisa talked a little bit about the commons, but we do have a multitude of communities in that social media-like space, which we have carved out just for NCU students, faculty, and staff. And there are various communities that are divided by discipline, uh, in this case law, uh, personal interests, geography, uh, all kinds of divisions that students create for themselves that give them the opportunity to engage on the topics of the class, the content, and sometimes just fun things that they do on social aspects of their lives. And those are really important ways that folks can engage since we're all geographically dispersed. 
And then as Lisa said, we do have um, what we call boot camps now at North Central University. We're really hopeful that we can apply that to the JD program. And in those boot camps, we pick geographic locations around the United States where we have concentrations of students, we bring them together, and we either focus on an aspect of their curriculum or work on something like trial advocacy, as Lisa said, uh, or mock trial or one of those really cool events that's ancillary to the core curriculum. So we have lots of opportunities for students to engage with each other, to meet early so that they can be study partners, uh, but also to engage with their faculty in and outside of the classroom. Excellent. And now looking forward for our students, um, how does MCU assist students in finding employment after graduation? So um, this is a, an interesting opportunity for us. And I'll tell you what NCU has done in the past. And then of course we're working with the law school to embed these principles into JD students experience. Right now for our other six schools, we provide several web-based resources that give students access to a personal assessment, as well as opportunities uh, for employment in their particular area of interest, whether it be education or psychology or marriage and family therapy, and eventually law. We also provide a number of job resources that are supported by disciplinary organizations. And of course, we'll look at JD and law related organizations. But right now, for example, we have one for um, the Society of Human Resource Management. Many of you may know SHRM. And they uh, have job boards that they provide for students who want to go into the human resources area. We'll build out similar uh, resources for, for law students as well. And uh, we anticipate that there will be um, lots of those opportunities. And then, of course, you also have access to faculty and advisors who are consistently talking with other students, with other faculty who know where there are additional opportunities or resources that are out there that do provide those opportunities. Additionally, you know, we talked about the Commons a minute ago. Uh, we have a Commons Career Resource Collaborative, and that's a space where students can go, and faculty as well, uh, and actually get focused on a disciplinary area, again, in this case, law, and talk about opportunities that they know about. And I think that'll be really powerful in the area of, of the of JD, as we'll have a geographic dispersed uh, group of students, and they'll be able to share things across state lines that may be of interest to, uh, to students. Very helpful. Thank you, Dr. Lanier. And now, next question. Um, how do you infuse practical application into this JD program? So that's one of the cornerstones of the program, in fact, is not only, you know, learning the law necessary to pass the, uh, the bar exam, but also learning how and, and the doing, right, how to be effective and ethical legal practitioners. So we uh, strongly emphasize both clinical and internship opportunities for our students to engage in the practice of law, to put into practice what they're learning in the classroom into the real world. All the courses uh, that we have in the JD program include practical application. So along with your understanding of legal doctrine, you're also putting into practice drafting of legal documents, arguing motions, writing motions, cross-examination, and the like. So additionally, we have a lot of elective courses uh, that are purposefully towards having students 
engage in the practical application of that type of law, whatever it might be. So courses such as family law, contract drafting, law in motion, trial ad, um, estate planning, all of those courses and many others uh, are, are, are a time where our students put into practice the legal skills necessary to practice in those areas of law. Excellent, thank you. My last question for today, um, what academic support does NCU offer to law students? So Sam, that's a great question. That's an important one to us. I mentioned earlier uh, our pedagogical model teaching through engagement. Uh, I, I repeat that here because I think students expect and should expect that their faculty is the primary academic support and leader in their development of, of understanding in this program. So we have good quality faculty that we prepare through the teaching through engagement model. We prepare them to use the tool that you will engage for your coursework. And we're really proud of their ability to engage with you. Not only that, but of course their knowledge and the discipline of, of law. Additionally, we provide academic and finance advisors to students, and those are folks uh, that are generally available to our students. Each student will be assigned to one, and they're available to support students for financial aid questions, for logging on, finding resources, uh, just about anything. Those advisors can help guide our students, and while they're generally available during the day. They do chat, they do email, they do phone calls. So there's a, a plethora of ways that you can get a hold of these folks. But what I'm probably most excited about, and this is as a former law student speaking, um, is our library. We have a really robust library and I wish that it, it, mine was available in the way ours is. Most of our law library resources are available 24 seven, because uh, we know most of you will be working at all kinds of hours. Uh, and the, the actual legal resources are available for just logging in and clicking through. But we also provide um, library uh, support where you can get uh, research consultations uh, live with a librarian. Again, they also work through chat, email, phone. They have open sessions every week so that you can log in and just say, hey, I can't find this case or I don't know where this statute is give me some help on how to find this. And, and we have a couple of librarians already, one from JFK now, and one who we have recently hired that have experience in law libraries, and they'll be ready to help on day one. Additionally, we have uh, another uh, support that I really needed when I was in school, and that's the Academic Success Center. And the Academic Success Center provides um, tutors, in particular, I think will be of interest to, to law students, is tutors in writing. And we are getting uh, some writing folks who are, are familiar with legal writing, which is a very different type of writing. And so by the time you all use the Academic Success Center, we'll have folks there that can talk with you about the conventions that are expected in legal writing, citation, and all of those types of things, as well as just general writing, which many students uh, enjoy the benefit of, of a little bit of help along the way. We also have the Center for Teaching and Learning who provide a number of tools. They provide webinars, they provide videos on every type of topic you can imagine as a student, uh, both at JFK School of Law at NCU or just generally at NCU. And those things tend to be available at all hours, either uh, live if you go during that time or they're recorded and available for you. And then of course I, I have to reference the, the Commons again because there's so much support in the commons from both your fellow students 
and your faculty and staff who are, who are always uh, available there to, to provide support and, and sometimes just some encouragement along the way. Lots of supports, lots of resources. And then, of course, I think you'll find that everybody at NCU from the law school to beyond is ready, willing, and able to help and support you in any way they can. May I just add a few, what, one key point um, on to what you said. Additionally, we have students that are helping other students. Uh, we in our the first and second year of law school can be real tough, especially the first year. You're learning a new language. You're learning how to write in a new way, how to break apart a problem, uh, and apply law to that problem. And so that requires sometimes not only academic support, like like Dr. Lanier talked about, and certainly faculty support, but also students that have gone through it before and could have you have some good tips on how to succeed. So we have what we call TAs, and it's, it's, it's a teaching assistant, but they don't help the faculty, they help the students. Uh, so TAs for both our 1L, for our first year classes, and our second year classes, where students who did exceptionally well the year before act as uh, tutors for students in those courses now. They hold sessions, uh, usually via Zoom on Saturday mornings, um, with going over practice exams, specific uh, key points in the curriculum that are, that are hard to digest and need to be worked through. So our students also play an active role in, in helping those, those below them. Well, thank you both for taking time out of your day to share about the JFP School of Law at North Central University. To hear more from NCU, visit the Emerging Trends in Higher Ed podcast found on your preferred media platform. Until next time, goodbye.